What does it mean to edify one another? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you explore the big story and big truths of Scripture. I'm Brian DeBozik, and with me is Aaron Armstrong. Aaron, today we're talking about edification. Um, Not quite my spiritual gift. Well, that depends on your interpretation of edification. That's true. Because... Well, so let me just say this up front. Well, no, go ahead and finish. Well, what I was going to say is that because certainly the way that I first heard people talking about edification they're using it as a synonym for encouragement and they're not the same thing at all exactly that's i'm I'm glad you pointed out i was going to share that as well that i've got to confess that i've always thought of edification more of as you say a synonym for encouragement and so usually when you hear people and i think it's Mm -hmm. common um i think most people or many people maybe think, all right, I'm edifying. I need to say something good and uplifting. And that's part of it. But it's deeper than that. And so I think we, you and I are good at edification from one lens, but I think we're both not the best from that encouragement. I don't know. My small group thinks I'm pretty good at being encouraging, but uh, it's them though. So yeah, (laughs) you're a better man than me. Well, you know, you you did it. You did it. See? Hey. Progress, Brian. Progress. Um, I'm getting but... there. All right. Let me bask in, in my win right there, there while you read the essential doctrine. That sounds good. And, uh, and then narrow it down, and then we'll talk about where we see this in Scripture. Anything to talk about? Yeah. The the, we'll, do, we'll do what we do, and it'll be great. We'll do what we All do. All right. So uh, when we're talking about edification, here is what that means. So edification refers to the progressive growth and maturity of the church both individually and collectively. The Bible talks about different ways maturity or edification happens, such as through the fellowship Christians share with one another. And in addition to that, edification takes place through the church's preaching and teaching of Scripture, helping people understand and internalize the whole counsel of God. And in the end, edification is building up the body of Christ, equipping people to live on mission for the kingdom of God. So... If we want to summarize that a little more simply, it is helping one another progressively grow in Christ. So you'll notice in our banter, we used all of these words and we did that on purpose because that's what edification is all about. All right. So edification, again, is is that more general, broader, helping one another grow, and that can be through encouragement, but again, it can be sometimes through a little bit more of of, uh, confrontation. At times. Um, um, I mean, you know, certainly there are are times when the way that we grow is by someone um, giving us a loving slap upside the head. And I've had that a number of times. Um, Brian, I don't know if you've had um, a holy noogie in... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you given one of your sons that? I've had a, a holy... I've had a holy swirly before. Oh, wow. Fascinating and gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's, let's uh, instead of talking more about that, let's look at where we see this in All Scripture. Right. Um, so a handful of passages that we're going to kind of draw attention to. I'll, I'll go ahead and read the first mm-hmm. couple uh, and let you pick up the last couple. 
Um, so again, this is not an exhaustive list, but just a few places. One that we see this is Romans 14, 19. Uh, in there we read, so then let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. So that idea of building up, and again, it's notice it's generic mm-hmm. there. It doesn't say how necessarily, uh, but that idea of building up, of edifying. And then also 1 Corinthians 12, 26 So if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. So we don't have uh, edification or building up at play directly there, but this idea of community, Mm -hmm. that we're in this together, that when we're hurting, we're hurting together. When we're rejoicing, we rejoice together. And that connotes that togetherness, unity, should be an important part as we grow as well. A lot of times we fail to understand this. We believe that, you know, my faith is mine in isolation. I'm private about it. I connect with the church just to do certain things like, you know, worship together, but it's about mm-hmm. me. And that's not the biblical model. The biblical model is we are brothers and sisters in Christ growing together, mm-hmm. living life together. Yeah. yeah, I'm really glad that you you brought up uh, 1 Corinthians 12 there because that is... Um, that's actually something that we reference every time we get together in my community group. Um, we start our our group meetings with a reminder of our purpose. And so we will talk about our group being a safe place to say whatever needs to be said. And and we will we will explicitly mention the fact that um, because of the gospel, we are a family. And so that means that um, that we all belong there and that because of the gospel, uh, gospel. If one of us suffers, we all suffer together. And if one of us is honored, we all rejoice together as well. Um, and so it's just a helpful cadence to be, um, to be in yeah. every single week to be able to say, this is what we're about. And it changes how you live as a, as a group. Um, but, uh, um, and that actually takes us into the next couple here, um, because the next one that we've got is, is Galatians six twelve, which is actually one of the passages that even oh sorry pardon me and that actually takes us to galatians 6 2 um which uh is one of the more classic passages that you'll see people point to when they're talking about edification but also encouragement um which is carry one another's burdens in this way you will fulfill the law of christ so this idea that 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 again, we we don't suffer alone, we don't suffer in silence, but that the church, when it's working at its best, and that it in its ideal, we are working together, just like we see in Acts, where it says that um, that the believers had everything in common and shared everything that they had, and so that there was no need known among them, and that was actually the ideal for Israel as well as a as. Um, as a nation, was that there would be no yeah. need known among them, that there should be no one who is poor, um, was the way is the way that it says it, it describes it in the law, um, um, and then that takes us to Ephesians four. 11 through 13, which says, um, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. And so there again, there's that idea that edification essentially is the purpose of the church. It's the purpose of pastoral ministry, teaching ministry, um, evangelism as well, <laughs> um, that 
that's not just for conversion, like going out and getting converts. Um, it's to build up the, it's to build up the body. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about any cautions or any issues in understanding this and then the difference it should mm -hmm. make. And, and, uh, because this one, we've already dealt with one of the big ones that in edification and encouragement can be confused, but they're not the same. I, I can only think of one other one. So why don't we do this? I'll kind of cover mm -hmm. that. And unless you have anything to add, I'll let you kind of take us across yeah, the finish line by talking about the differences. Um, so again, what, what cautions beside, uh, the edification is not the same as encouragement. It includes encouragement, but it's not the same. I think the other thing we have to keep in mind is that edification needs to focus on the right goal or the right purpose. And that is to live as the body of Christ, as we see in these passages, as you just talked about, Aaron. Um, it's easy. We can edify toward the wrong mm -hmm. ends. For example, tribalism. So there's nothing wrong with having certain secondary and tertiary beliefs, all for that. We all do. But when you have somebody who's edifying mainly toward that end, I want you to be in my camp where I am and agree with these, all of these secondary and tertiary and beyond sometimes issues, opinions at times. And that is the goal or intention of our edification. There's a problem mm -hmm. with that. Um, our edification needs to stay more on the core of the gospel. And again, nothing wrong with advocating these other things, nothing wrong with, with pleading a case for mm -hmm. them, desiring people to, to join with you. We all believe what we believe because we believe we're right in what yeah. we believe, of course. And so there's nothing wrong with that, but that can't be the goal. The, the goal needs to be, and we have to be okay with this, especially in the church, the local church setting. Do you hold to the gospel? Let's edify toward that. Let's let's help you understand the gospel more fully and deeply and beautifully. And then these other issues, here's a case for believing what I believe. If you accept it, great. But if you don't, great. Because we still have that main gospel in mind and we share yeah. that. So that's just the, the care is, is we have to be really careful. What is our goal as we're doing this? What are we building up people toward or to become? And again, if it's clones of ourselves, the red flag should immediately go up. It's clones of Jesus. That, that's who we're yes. after. Yeah, absolutely. That is, a, that is so important. And I mean, we've seen um, really over the last several years, we've seen this increase toward tribalism out of, with so, out of so many different yeah. factors and in so many different directions. And, and hopefully we all can agree that where we see it, it, it has not produced good fruit. Um, and that is what we really need to remember, especially as we turn toward the differences that a doctrine like edification can make. Um, and not just a doctrine, but a practice, because this is a yeah. practical doctrine. Um, it is an outworking of our, it is an outworking of what we believe. Um, because we have to remember the nature of the church as the body of Christ, that, um, that while Jesus is our greatest need, and through faith in him, our greatest needs are met. So forgiveness of sin, right, um, restored rightness with God, um, you know, 
eternal life with him forever. <laughs> we have all of these, we have all of these things and so much more, but we were also saved into a community intentionally. Yeah. And so if God design and God designed people from the beginning to be in relationship because God is a, is eternally in fulfilled self relationship within the persons of the Trinity but human beings, while because we are non-Trinitarian, we need we need other people. <laughs> um, now we are Trinitarian in our theology. Let's get our caveat in for the day. Um, <laughs> um, Orthodox Christians, we are definitely Orthodox yes, are Christians definitely are Trinitarian in, in their theology, and Brian and I are absolutely Trinitarian. <laughs> we, we don't even look at clovers. That's how that's Trinitarian right. That's we are. right. Thanks, Patrick. Um, <laughs> But no, but in our nature as created beings, we are non-Trinitarian. Therefore, we need relationship with other beings. Um, and I'm sorry, your dog is not going to cut it. You need people like you. That was the problem in creation, right? I mean, the, the, the first man, Adam, is looking around. He's like, I got nobody. And so God made a helper fit for him. He made a, he made a companion, an equal for him. And so we in turn as new creations in Christ as people saved through the gospel we are saved into a community and so we need to turn to that community to help us grow in Christ yeah. and to help them grow in Christ too. It's a give and take. It's both and all the time. And so the last thing that we um the, and that feeds into this last difference that it sh this doctrine should make, which is that we really need to be careful about what we're feeding others and what we're feeding on too. So think about what it is that we, that we read, what we listen to, who we listen to. Um, there's a lot of different, there's a lot, a lot of different opinions on, on uh, who, what, all that kind of thing. That can lead to different kinds of tribalism on the one hand. Um, but the big idea is, is that when you're thinking about um, books that are designed for spiritual formation, podcasts, um, you know, external sources of Bible teaching, all these kind of things. I mean, the, the things you want to be looking for are, you know, gospel identity, gospel living. These, these as being the primary focus so worry yeah. less about, um, honestly, I'm just going to say it this way. Worry less about culture worrying. Worry more and what's wrong. So if, you, and there's, there's a time and a place for, yeah. for practically dealing with societal issues and identifying those and calling them out specifically. Um, there's a time and a place for, dealing like calling out and identifying and addressing specific heretical teaching as well um there and all of these things and more however our primary needs to be focused on things that are that are intentionally nourishing us and helping us to see the beauty of the gospel even more so the number one piece that you need day in and day out is your bible yeah you know, I think that's really good, Aaron. And I just want to double click on that before we, we wrap up. 
um, just because I think it's really important. I, you said it so well. I don't think anything was lacking, but um, I, I just just to affirm even more of in my in my heart, what I think a lot of people are doing wrong today is we're drinking from one stream. And it can be a good stream. But if that's only what you're drinking from, you get myopic. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think you're right. Yeah, you start with, with focusing on the gospel, focusing on God's word. That needs to be primary. And if your focus is on the cultural wars or something else, then you're out of balance. You speak to it if you feel so led, you know, read on it, do, do engage, but that can't be primary. Um, but when you are dipping into those issues like culture wars, I would just implore with everybody listening and you and I as well to strive to do this. Read widely. Don't read narrowly. Read books by people you don't agree with. Read both sides or all sides of issues. And don't read them to come up with a list of, all right, let me get more ammo. Read them with an open mind to try to understand where they're coming from. You may still disagree with them, but in my estimation, a lot of times what happens is when we read it, we start to understand at least where they're coming from and we develop some sympathy Mm -hmm. for them and their positions. So it's not as combative, if that's a word. Well, no, but um, combative is, so we'll go. Combative, thank you. I just added an extra it to it. <laughs> it's just how strongly um, you feel. Yes, I'm that strong. I feel that strong. So it's, again, it's, it's just read that so that, and I've experienced this. I, I remember reading something by a theologian who lived years ago who is not quite conservative. Um, and so I read something of his. I'm like, ooh, this is, this is just wrong. This is wrong. How could you think that? How could you? And then I read another piece by him that gave me the context to understand. I still disagreed with him, but what I found is, okay, I understand where he's coming from. And it's a totally different way of engaging with those ideas. And I think if we did that more often, it's okay, I still don't agree with you on this issue, but at least I can understand how you got there. And I respect how you got there instead of you're just, you know, a knucklehead with these terrible ideas. And I'm just going to talk down at you and beat you into submission. That's what we're missing in the church today, especially on the Twitters. All right, let's wrap it up there. Get off our soapboxes before we get a nosebleed. Uh, I do want to thank you for listening to this podcast today. If you have enjoyed it, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.